1: So um, scrapbooking, like the hobby as well as the community, are as much a form of therapy and connection for me as it is memory keeping.
0: Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 210. In this episode, I'm interviewing Casey King for the My Way series. My Way is all about celebrating the unique ways memory keepers get things done. We're excited to have Casey as the March featured artist at Simple Scrapper. Hey, Casey, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, I am looking forward to our conversation today. Can you kick things off and share a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I'm 40 years old. I've been married to my husband for 17 years this July. We have two daughters. 12 and 14, and we have three kitties and two guinea pigs. Oh, sounds fun. Another thing about us is we're an active-duty military family, so that's something kind of unique about us.
0: I'm guessing that means you move a lot or no? Yeah, every few years we move. Okay, and where are you right now, if you're willing to share? We're stationed in Washington, D.C., but we live on the
1: Virginia side.
0: Okay, okay, very cool. Alrighty, so we always love to ask our guests what's exciting you right now, and for this year we've added a little twist, and we're asking everyone to share one non-scrapbooking thing as well as one scrapbooking-related thing. So, what's exciting you right now, Casey?
1: Well, my daughter and I are going to um, Europe for spring break with her school, so I'm really excited about that. I haven't been overseas since 2010, and she never has, so. Oh. Not only am I looking for the trip, you know, looking forward to it, we're going to have, like, lots of pictures to scrap and it'll be a really fun time.
0: Yes, yes, that sounds exciting. Where, what countries will you be going to? We're going to the Netherlands, Belgium, and England. Aw, oh, yes, that sounds really fun. I hope it's a wonderful trip. Thank you. And so is that your non-scrapbooking thing or your scrapbooking thing?
1: Well, I guess it's kind of interrelated, but that was my non-scrapbooking. Okay. <laughs> And then so, what is your
0: scrapbooking thing that you're excited yeah. about? Well,
1: um, we're a really big Disney family. And this year we mm-hmm. got to go to the Oogie Boogie Bash for Halloween in California. And Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party in Florida for Christmas, obviously. And I'm really looking forward to scrapping those.
0: Oh, that's really cool. You, That's really awesome that you got to go to both California and Florida yeah. at the end of last year. Yeah. And... What are your plans for scrapbooking those?
1: Um, well, I'm starting to dabble a little bit into hybrid. I I, I started out scrapbooking as a paper scrapper, though I never <laughs> really did very much with that. Um, but I really miss like the dimension and texture of it. And I wanted to do like a hybrid mini album. So I, I'm not very good at keeping mi- albums very mini, but I thought maybe I could do a single day event.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds really cool. I'm hearing more and more uh, digital scrapbookers uh, feeling intrigued and and fancying the things that they're seeing online and wanting to play a little bit with physical formats again.
1: Definitely. There's a lot of talent out there, too.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I also love to ask our guests about your memory-keeping bucket list. So do you have an important story that you really want to tell but for some reason you haven't told it yet?
1: Not really a specific story. Um, Mine is kind of an ongoing process. Like, you know, as you know, I said, we're a military family. So that means we're never in the same place very long. Um, And that sucks sometimes. But, you know, we try to treat everything like an adventure. And so along with those adventures come photos and memories and I try to record those as they go along so that the children can look at those someday and remember the good more than they do the bad about being a military mm-hmm.
0: family. Yes, yes. So do you keep those types of stories in one album about your military adventure or are they across all of your albums?
1: Um, I, I don't scrap chronologically unless it's a travel album. So mm-hmm. I just slide each page as it gets made into an album for that year.
0: Okay, okay. Very cool. All right, so you are one of our featured artists for 2023, and this is a My Way episode because we get to peek behind the scenes of your hobby. Um, But I'd like to give our listeners a little bit of a teaser about you because right now at Simple Scrapper, we're talking about organization. So I'm curious, what has been successful for you in organization, whether it's in your hobby or in your home?
1: Uh, Well, I'm one of those visual people. If it's out of sight, it's out of mind. So I actually organize my scrap supplies um, in folders by kits and then templates or, you know, whatever kind of product it is within my folder is by designer. But then I um, I use the kit preview as the folder icon so that I can easily scroll through it. And then um, yeah. I also use a tagging system for the preview so that I can easily search for what I want
0: to. I think that's definitely a really handy solution between using that the preview as the folder icon, but then tagging just the previews, not trying to tag every single supply, I think is a really uh, strategic approach that can be efficient as well. Yeah, definitely. So could you take us back and tell us how you got started scrapbooking? You mentioned that you did start with paper. So how Mm -hmm. did you evolve from, you know, those initial days to where you are now?
1: So um, in about 2013, um, my, my family and I, we took our daughters, they were little toddlers, to Disney World for the first time, and I really wanted to scrap those. But I, like I said, I was a paper scrapper, and so I had just recently learned about this project lifestyle, which I now know more like <laughs> is pocket style. So I was on the internet Googling for printable Disney products, and I came across Project Mouse from Krista Celine and British Designs and I fell instantly in love. So I bought that thinking that I would use the PDFs that they include. Um, But actually when I opened it up, there were obviously PNGs and I happened to have Photoshop elements for a photography class I was taking. So I imported a picture frame along with the photo and I printed it off that way. And I was like mind blown that the digital element actually did print on the photo. So that's kind of how I discovered that that
0: was a possibility. Oh, that's really fun. I think when you have uh, even just a beginner skill like you did with Photoshop elements that you can start playing with other things. um, And that just kind of creates a little bit of a snowball effect. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we're intimidated that we don't know you know, quote unquote, fully how to use Photoshop, if you will. But you don't, you just need to know how to do some of the basics to to get started and experiment and learn. So what sizes or formats are you typically creating in today? Are you doing mostly, when I guess for you especially, is it, you know, how are you creating? And then maybe um, how are you printing them and what sizes? So I scrap in 12 by 12, but I print in Mm -hmm. eight by eights. Mostly
1: because it's a lot cheaper, the smaller size, and they fit on the shelf Mm -hmm. better. But if I'm giving a gift, like I made a travel album for my in-laws for a trip we took together, I I print those 12 by 12 because it's easier for them to hold and see with, you know, aging eyes.
0: Yes, yes. Now, relatedly to that, too, when you are printing an 8 by 8, do you have a rule of thumb for the size of font that you use on the page to make Um. sure that it is readable? No,
1: you know, I don't know. I think I read some one time. It shouldn't be like more than 12 or something like that. I don't remember. I typically, I never really thought about it. And it's never happened to me before that it hasn't worked, except for one time in a travel album. And, and I guess I've been lucky.
0: Yeah. Now you mentioned that you primarily um, insert your layouts as completed into just an annual album mm-hmm. um, or print your pages into bound books.
1: Um, if I have a specific travel album, like um, we went to Disney World in 2015, I had that one printed through Shutterfly and I gifted it to all the members of the trip. But mm. my regular, um, like I said, because I don't scrap chronologically, I just print them from persnickety prints and I put them in the little photo sleeves as I'm done.
0: Nice. Very. Yeah, I like the streamlined approach. I think it works really well. <laughs> Now you mentioned you were thinking about working on a hybrid mini album. What what size would be mini for you then? <laughs> well, I actually
1: have one in progress, and I bought a six by six album that I thought was uh-huh. so cute. But I, it was for a regular six day trip to Disneyland, and that album is now on its fourth continuation. So I've learned that that size does not work for me for whole events. Just. It's got to be like one single day, one single event, not a trip. So, yes, I've actually, um, I have a nine by 12 album that I think okay. I got from Studio Calico. So, I think I'm going to try that as my like bridge in between.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think it's important to understand the sizes that, that work for you depending on. You know, and it sounds like how many photos that you want yeah. to include, how detailed you like to make your pages. Uh, that's going to really dictate your satisfaction with the album size that you choose.
1: Yeah, I definitely include way more photos than probably most people. I like my photos to tell the story more than my journaling. So okay. I, I've realized I just can't do mini, mini, mini. Yeah. So on that note, how would you describe your style? Um. Well. You know, several years ago, Scrap Years had a Master of Scrap Challenge. So, you know, you take mm-hmm. this little test and it tells you where you fit. And I came up with traditionalist and eclectic. And I think that's pre- pretty right for me. Um, I'm pretty traditional, but every once in a while I like to, like, have a really messy page. But I definitely mm-hmm. like a really full page. Like, lots of photos, lots of elements. I like the supplies just as much as the photos.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you kind of find, um, I don't know, like rest for the eye when you are making a busy page so that it doesn't look or feel messy? Are you trying to like, Are you use a lot of grids? You know, I'm just trying to like think, how how do you make a full page that feels satisfactory to you?
1: Well, I'm a big template user, so I kind you of have a guideline already. already. But I'll admit, sometimes I just keep adding and adding and adding, and then I have to take a step back and say, that's too much.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> then I
1: start taking things off one piece at a time.
0: Yeah, that makes sense for sure. <laughs> now whose products are you completely obsessed with?
1: Oh, well, I have to go back to my first love, which was Project Mouse. So anything mm-hmm. that Krista Celine and British Designs release, I'm I have to have it. Actually, I'm lucky enough to be on Krista's team. But I have to have that. But that, that style is a little bit different from my usual style. Um, I really love Kristen Barrow, uh, Studio Flergs, Wendy P. They have a lot of flowers and foliage and really cute elements. So I think they fit my traditional style. And then when it comes to like if I want to get grungy or messy or something, uh, Studio Basic Designs is my go-to.
0: Okay. So, yeah, I'm imagining that you're filling the page with a lot of like layered florals and clusters and things like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, is there something that you use or do on most of your pages? Or did we just mention that?
1: (laughs) Well, definitely clusters. You'll almost always find a cluster. Um, And I like my clusters to be more full than just a flower and a leaf. I like to stick like those vellum underneath or stickers underneath, some paint splatters, ribbons multiple types of foliage. Um, So I almost always have those. And then the other thing that I pretty much learned to do from uh, experience is to date my pages. Because my Mm. earlier pages, I did not date thinking that I would always remember, you know, when it was and I don't. (laughs) So I've spent a lot of time cross comparing my photos to my layouts and having to write on the back of those. So now I date every single page
0: do you have like, uh, do you do it in the same way every time dating or is it different depending? Yeah. Like when you're dating your layouts, are you using the supplies that go with your page or are you using like the exact same font in the exact same place every time?
1: Um, not the same place. I tend to go with the same font, like a skyscraper is what it's called. And I love that font, but, Mm -hmm. um, If there's a tag or some spot on the page, that a tab, something like that, that it's meant to be dated on, I will use that. Otherwise, I just sneak the date in somewhere that it it kind of blends with the whole page instead of sticking out, obviously. Okay, okay.
0: That makes sense. Yeah,
1: I know I'll search for it. I don't know if everybody else would who see it later on, but I'll search for it somewhere on the page.
0: Yes. Yes. I know when I'm trying to like uh, roughly organize my layouts into, you know, chronologically, even as I've made them, um, I I really appreciate when I've taken the time to add a date. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little bit now about your process and how you come to your computer to create. So when do you typically find the time and energy for scrapbooking? Well, I'm lucky enough
1: to be a stay-at-home mom. So i Pretty much have enough time for anything I want to do. I don't always have the right focus, but I scrap a lot when the kids are in school. And my husband is, he's, he works for the White House Transportation Agency. So he's always gone. So when he's gone after the kids go to bed, I tend to scrap too.
0: Now, have you, have you always used that time? Because I'm imagining as you're moving and your husband's in a different position, Mm -hmm. you know, his hours are perhaps quite different.
1: Mm hmm. When the kids were younger and they went to bed earlier, I pretty much scrapped only at night and I'd end up staying up till like two in the morning, but the older I get, I can't do that anymore. So my, um, scrapbooking time has diminished over the years, but I try to sneak it in when I can.
0: Now I'm curious if your motivation stays pretty consistent over time. Are you always eager or does it ebb and flow? It
1: ebbs and flows. Um, I've realized that if I have like new pictures, I really want to scrap mm-hmm. but yeah. you know with with covid um we didn't go out and do all that much, so I didn't have very much photos for that, and then my daughters are getting into that teenage phase, and they don't want me to take their photos anymore, so I don't really have as much um content or inspiration. So I don't quite scrap as much anymore, or I find myself taking more selfies or pictures with my husband, which isn't necessarily a bad thing.
0: Well, I'm curious, do you have any other strategies that you use to stay motivated? Do you participate in challenges or like, how do you jumpstart it when maybe you kind of want to, but maybe you don't have a brand new photo or or new supplies that totally get you going?
1: Well, I found I'm far more accountable to other people than I am to myself. So actually, Mm -hmm. my creative teams are a really big motivator for me. So I'm lucky enough to create for Sweet Shop Designs and a few other um, individual designers. So having those teams keeps me on every single week I'm scrapping something. Um, If I'm scrapping personally, like my travel albums, um, I have joined challenges before. I've actually hosted challenges before so that Uh I have a deadline. I have to be be done. I I don't want to (laughs) fail. So I I try to put it out there so that I am accountable to someone else.
0: I, like, I love that you mentioned hosting because I think there's so many opportunities to be a leader in a community these days and to just say, okay, this is what I'm doing. You know, who wants to come along with me? And when you're the leader, then you're on the hook even more than joining it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really powerful strategy. Now, as you've, you know, gone through your scrapbooking journey is there something that you've decided is just not for you at all like no thank you never (laughs) oh well I'm not very good at clean and simple
1: I mean I've tried Mm -hmm. it and I do it now and then I don't think I'm necessarily bad at it but I have a hard time stopping putting stuff on the page so I really admire people who have that control (laughs) because I do not
0: that's really it's really interesting because I think it can be harder and more time-consuming to create a really clean and simple page than it can be to enjoy the process of, of layering things up and embracing more is more.
1: It definitely is. I second-guess everything I put on a clean and simple. but it on my regular pages, I just throw it on and move it around till I'm happy.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So I'm curious, where would you like your scrapbooking to be in 10 years? You're going to have you know, fully grown humans by then. Um, so, you know, wherever um, you are in the world, where your scrapbooking be?
1: How about caught up? <laughs> I don't know that I'll ever be caught up.
0: Um, yeah.
1: But, you know, as far as that goes, I guess I just want to improve upon the skills that I have. I'm, I'm pretty happy with how much I've grown, but I have, like, oodles of, um, like, classes I've bought and haven't really gotten around to doing Um, so I would just really like to do that and learn some more skills.
0: Okay. Well, maybe I'll challenge you here. What is the next class that you want to open up and start learning from? That's, you know, in your library already.
1: (laughs) Well, I, um, I actually have two of the same. it's like version one and version two. I have um, some classes from Digital Scrapper. They're like, um, I don't remember what they're called, but they're paper piecing templates. So, you know, that, you
0: know, yeah, I'd really
1: like to learn how to do that.
0: Yes, I think it can be whether you're doing that digital hybrid or paper, that's uh it can be very cumbersome to yeah. to do with lots, you know, lots and lots of layers and and small cuts.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's die cuts. They're like a big thing in the paper world and I really like how they mm-hmm. look so I'd
0: like to incorporate them
1: more into the, in my digi pages.
0: Yeah, that sounds fun. Now, if we have to step back big picture here, what has being a scrapbooker taught you? Hmm. Well,
1: I guess first thing is that I'm not going to always remember the when and where. And so it really is important to record your stories so that we can go back and remind ourselves about them as well as our children. Mm -hmm. And then along the same lines, um, not only does that put value, like I have value in my stories, but I have actually like found a community through scrapbooking it's like a family i i always call my digi family my friends the family that moves with, with me every time i move
0: oh so yes. for me,
1: yeah yeah i mean they're always there i have to leave my real friends behind but my digi family is always there so um scrapbooking like the hobby as well as the community are as much a form of therapy and connection for me as it is memory keeping
0: Oh Yes, I think that is so true. And just as technology has improved, now we have Zoom. And I think, you know, the pandemic just accelerated our ability to connect online in new ways and to, you know, make that family feeling even deeper when it comes to our our online friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so where we know we can find you at Sweet Shop Designs, but where else can we find you? And maybe anything you have fun or new coming up in Um, 2023? Well, I'm on Instagram. It's at
1: kingsqueen82. Um, Otherwise, I I hang out at the lily pad just a little bit. um, And scrapbook.com, I have a gallery. But that's pretty much it. Um, Sweet Shop is my hub. So along that line, Sweet Shop turns 17 next month. So I'll be there along with the rest of the Sweet Chat team, um, celebrating with lots of fun, games and prizes and a lot of scrapping for the whole month long. So I'll be there. That sounds
0: so fun. Yes. Now, you mentioned you also hang out at the Lilypad. Are you doing Mm -hmm. month of challenges right now? I am not. (laughs) Okay. Um, What led to
1: that decision? Well, I've done it in the past, but I'm very much Mm -hmm. an all or nothing person. And so uh, there's this pressure put on me. Like I have to do it and it has to be perfect. in which I know yeah. is not the case. And we just got back from um, like a trip at the end of the month. We were in Universal Studios and Disney for like a week and a half. Um, and I just knew that I just, I was tired and I didn't really want to start that yet. And then we have yes. the birthday month for Sweet Chop coming up in February. So I was just like, I'm just going to take a mental break for a little bit.
0: Well, that sounds like a smart decision. And I think the more that we can really be in tune to what we need right now, the the fewer creative regrets that we'll have.
1: <laughs> I, I have done Mock in the, or MOC or whatever, however they actually mm-hmm. say it, Month of Challenges before. And it's like, it really does stretch your creative muscles. So I would like to go do it again one of these years.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's something you can always look forward to and to know, you know, every season of life will be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Casey this has been so fun to get to know you a little bit better thank you so much and to all of our listeners please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way